Back in my days, they used bare aspirin for contraceptives. The gals put it between their knees. Forcing women to have an ultrasound before an abortion is justified because they already made the decision to be vaginally penetrated when they got pregnant. The agenda of Planned Parenthood includes sexualizing young girls through the Girl Scouts. The vast majority of abortions are matters of lifestyle convenience. A woman impregnated through rape should accept that horribly created gift. The gift of human life. Accept what God has given you and make the best of a bad situation. Why should the government force you to insure for contraceptives? Forcing women to have an ultrasound before an abortion is justified because they already made the decision to be vaginally penetrated when they got pregnant. Back in my days, they used bare aspirin for contraceptives. The gals put it between their knees. If we're going to pay for your contraceptives and thus pay for you to have sex, we want you to post the videos online so we can all watch. A woman impregnated through rape should accept that horribly created gift. The gift of human life. Accept what God has given you and make the best of a bad situation. These aren't our words. They're all real things said by prominent members of the Republican Party. Judging from their comments, the GOP must have a serious problem with women. And until the Republicans get over their issues, we women have got a serious problem with the Republican Party. Blonde.org Political Action is responsible for the content of this advertisement. From NPR News in Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. Two rivals of Donald Trump are suggesting they may not support him if he wins the Republican nomination for president. John Kasich and Marco Rubio accused Trump of sowing discord and division. After canceling an event in Chicago, Trump said at last night's rally in Kansas City that he's going to start pressing charges against protesters. I hope they arrest these people because they're really violating all of us, okay? And I hope they're arrested. Much of the attention on this Tuesday's slate of primaries on Florida, Marco Rubio's home state. Bonnie Watts with member station WUSF says Rubio made campaign stops this weekend in the Tampa Bay area. Rubio's rally in Pinellas County drew about 250 supporters. He told the crowd the Florida primary is high stakes. No matter what happened up to this point, it would come up to the state. Because Florida awards 99 delegates to the winner of the state. If someone wins, if I win Florida by one vote, I get all 99 delegates. In an effort to secure those delegates, on Sunday he'll hold a rally at the Villages, a retirement community of more than 100,000 in central Florida. For NPR News, I'm Lottie Watts in Tampa. As Britain gets set to vote in June on whether to leave the European Union, NPR's Eleanor Beardsley reports on a poll that shows a majority in France also won a referendum on whether their country should remain in the EU. The poll, taken by researchers at the University of Edinburgh, shows that 53% of French people want a referendum to decide their place in the European Union. The French were also the most favorable toward Britain leaving the EU. Researchers polled 8,000 people in six European countries, which also included Germany, Poland, Ireland, Spain, and Sweden. It's the first measure of European public opinion since Britain... Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. 
Lawmakers in Washington remain locked in a budget stalemate that has shut down the government, and as each side points the finger at the other, many federal workers could be furloughed beginning tomorrow. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention says it will continue monitoring the spread of the flu virus from member station WABE in Atlanta. Santa Capaluto reports. The Atlanta-based CDC is in the midst of fighting a very active flu virus that it calls widespread and intense. At least 30 children have died from the flu this season. According to federal shutdown plans, the agency will reduce work on non-communicable diseases and prevention programs. But when it comes to the flu, officials say the CDC will continue to collect data from states and hospitals so it can track a particularly aggressive strain that could result in one of the most severe flu seasons in years. For NPR News, I'm Susanna Capoluto in Atlanta. House Speaker Paul Ryan is calling for an ethics investigation after the New York Times reported this weekend that Republican Pennsylvania Congressman Patrick Meehan used taxpayer money to settle a misconduct claim from a former female aide. She accused him of making unwanted romantic overtures. Meehan denies the allegations, but he has been removed from the Health Ethics Committee. And Ryan's spokesperson says the Speaker has asked him to repay any taxpayer money used to settle. The case. Around the country and overseas, more women's march rallies in the works for today, including demonstrations in Miami and Melbourne. A rally in Las Vegas is being held at a 40,000-seat stadium, and organizers say it's part of an effort to register voters ahead of the November midterm election. There were events across the country yesterday. Yasmin Amer of member station WBUR attended a rally in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Massachusetts Attorney General Mara Healey spoke to a crowd of several thousand people this year in Cambridge. She's already spearheaded multiple lawsuits against the Trump administration. I said, we'll see you in court. Now, when I said that, people, I had no idea it would be so often or so soon. Healy's office has sued the Trump administration over the so-called Muslim ban, restrictions on birth control, and the ban on transgendered Americans serving in the military, among other suits. For NPR News, I'm Yasmin Amer in Boston. President Trump has responded to this weekend's Women's March rallies. He posted a message on Twitter saying it was a perfect day for women to march to celebrate what he said were the economic successes and wealth creation that's taken place during his first year in office. I'm Giles Snyder, NPR News. Coming up next on The Serious Side. After a lot of effort on the Democratic side to negotiate a final deal for the American people, Republicans in Congress plunged headfirst into the Trump shutdown. How'd we get here? Why is it that Republicans and President Trump are unwilling to do the jobs they were elected to do and reach an agreement fund the military, critical programs for the middle class, address DACA, fund children's health, and take care of disaster aid. Over the last several months, Democrats have bent over backward to negotiate with the White House. Unfortunately, the President and Republican leaders in Congress are like Abbott and Costello. The congressional leaders tell me to negotiate with President Trump. President Trump 
tells me to figure it out with Republican leaders. And you run the Department of Homeland Security, and when you say you don't know if Norway is predominantly white, when asked by a member of the United States Senate, that causes me concern about your ability to understand the scope of your responsibilities. What we can't have is the same old politics of division that we have seen so many times before that dates back centuries. I, some, of, some, some of the politics we see now, we, we thought we put that to bed. I, I mean, that, 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 that's folks looking 50 years back. It's the 21st century, not the 19th century. Welcome to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show, with Dr. Princess Odilia, Mr. Jerome Esprit, and Mr. L.E.S. Now here is your host, J. Ryle. Good Sunday morning to you folks. Today is January 21st, 2018, and you're in tune to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TGRS Radio Network online radio at its best. Of course, I'm Jay. And I never share the stage by myself. Let me introduce you to my colleagues. First up, she is the host of the True Purpose Development Show. She's also the author of the book, Pregnant in the Spirit, and the host of a show called Transforming Detroit. Let's say good morning to the very lovely Dr. Princess Adelia. We can get our mic open, Mr. Elias. Good morning, Dr. Princess Adelia, and welcome into the show. How are you doing today? I am well. I'm well. Good morning, Jay. And I want you to read my text, okay? Thank you. Good morning, everyone. And good morning to you too, Doctor. And uh, what a lovely day to have you here. Uh, the man who... Wow. The man who gets the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L.E.S. Good morning, Mr. L.E.S. How are you? Good morning, Jay, and good morning, Dr. Ardelia. How are you guys doing this morning? It's wonderful. Good morning. How are you? I am doing excellent this morning. Awesome. All right. So, all right, so uh, once again, Dr. Princess Odilia, first of all, let me say this. Jerome Esprit, the smartest man in the world, usually joins us after his commitment with Clear Channel Radio, so he should be here shortly, plus the resident expert, our resident official texter of the the serious side, the one and only Johnny D is in the house as well, so can't wait to get words of wisdom from him. The caller number is 347-850-1272, 347-850-1272. we got a lot planned for you. Let me break it down for you. This morning we're talking about the government shutdown. You know, we'll give give you guys our spin on it. That's coming up immediately. Uh, also, second set, something that went over very well last week, a, a bit that we introduced called uh, Your Thoughts, Please. Well, God dang it, man, the responses on that segment was off the chain, so we'll do it again this week. Keep in mind, 
We're not doing this every week, folks, but we'll do it again this week as well. So that's coming up in the second set. And, of course, the third set, we'll take some time out to review President Obama. He is going to be back on the campaign trail in 2018. What does that mean for Democrats? Once again, the number is 347 Let me, uh, Dr. Prince OD asked me to read this text. I will do that. Good morning, Jay. My apologies, but my signal is very bad. Where I am so, I don't I know how reliable I'm going it. to be. I didn't ask you to you read, said it, read it. I was oh, talking about that. to yourself. You are just oh. so extra. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I'm Full sorry. of comedy. Okay. You need to bring back <laughs> right, the J. Rao show. I just wanted to, yeah, yeah, that's just wanted you, to read it. You that's mean, what you, you need to do. Give it, yourself I'm something to do. Yeah, that's right. Give us yeah, read it to yourself. Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay, I got it. No problem. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Obviously. All right. Listen, if you're listening to the sound of my voice, and if you work for the government, right now you guys are in a chaotic situation. The government was shut down uh, officially uh, yesterday, uh, and so now we are looking at government employees who are, who may be furloughed as soon as tomorrow. Hmm. I don't know. The big uproar is not there right now, Mr. Elias. That's because it's a weekend. But what happens tomorrow? Why are we in this situation? What is going on? Your thoughts? Uh, well, you know, we got a, we got a, a, a silly man in office. You know, you got the Republicans got the control of the House, the Senate, and the Oval Office. Hey, man, they should be able to work a, work a deal with somebody. If you got control of all three branches, you can't work a deal out where you give a little. Trump is saying, unless you unless you give me funding from our wall, you know. Uh, I'm not going to do this. Well, hey, man, where's Mexico at in this, in this thing? Wasn't your campaign promise to make Mexico pay for this wall? I could have swore that's what he said. I might be wrong. But he said, and Mexico's going to pay for it. <laughs> and, Mexico, and Mexico laughed at him. They laughed at him. This guy's a joke. Look, work a deal out. And then, you, and then you know, I, I look at Facebook and they talk about, well, you know, you know the Democrats are hurting themselves because they're trying to protect they're trying to protect illegal immigrants. Let, let's just be honest: we're all immigrants. We are all immigrants. There's nobody that was born over here, and their, their ancestors born over here, except for probably us. But the bottom line is the Indians, the the, 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 the uh, indigenous people were born here, not us. So when you talk about immigrants protecting them, maybe he had to start in his own house with his wife. She's an immigrant. So the bottom line is, it's a joke. They're shutting down the government because we, he don't want to. First of all, he said, I'll work with anything. When he gets to the table, I'll work with you guys. Yeah, put it on the table. Yeah, we'll get that signed. And then the next day, because his base, his base said, if you sign that, if you sign that bill, we're going to crucify you. Then he, 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 he backs off of it. So look, man, let's put the blame where it, blame, where it belongs. It belongs strictly on the White House. Jay, are you still there? Or did you? Did I? Did we lose you? Dr. Princess Odia, I'm here. Dr. Princess Odia, before the shutdown, a lot of people were saying, a lot of political strategists were saying, you know, the bottom line is that Republicans are going to make out, I mean, I'm sorry, that Democrats are going to make out like bandits on this thing, right? Because of the fact that the Republican controls, Mr. Elliott said three branches. Well, my daughter corrected me on that. Three branches of government is, is the 
Congress, the executive branch, and the judicial branch. But technically, they kind of they hold that too, right? Because they have yeah, more they do. conservative judges, yeah, on, yes, on, on the Supreme Court. But you know, but we know what he's talking about in relation to this conversation. They control the House, they control the Senate, they control the executive branch. But here's the deal, because as I watch this thing unfold, I'm starting to think, hmm, this may backfire against the Dems. Because now they're calling it the Schumer uh, shutdown, and now you know, you know, uh, Schumer, uh, Chuck Schumer, the, uh, the senator from New York, now he's trying to say it's the Trump shutdown. Will Democrats be hurting this? I mean, will Democrats? Because listen, we all know in 2013 that's what Republicans did. They were the party of obstruction, and you obstruction, and so you say, well, they're going to be punished for it, yeah. And what did they get for their punishment? They got the House, the Senate, and the White House. So you. You know, but the Republicans were comfortable in their own skin by doing this. Do you think the Democrats will turn out okay? Because what the Republicans are doing, they are saying, "Oh my God, now we're not going to, you know, we're not going to form, we're not going to fund the, the children, uh, children's insurance. Uh, you know, the, the, our great military is not going to have their money." Uh, so they're putting this spin that the Democrats is holding up funding for these important these important initiatives. Your thoughts? Do you think the Dems are going to be hurt by this in the long run? Her reception is bad. She did say that. Mr. Elias, question to you since she can't. Um, depend, you know, uh-huh. it, um, is she back? Uh, are you back, Dr. Princess O'Day? Well, Jay, it depends on the um, on how they spend it. That, that's all that, you know, I watched well, the show the other night. Not out. They're spinning it now. I mean, they are spinning it. And, you know, I was one of those guys, Mr. Elias, who said, man, the Democrats are going to pay. I mean, I'm sorry, the Republicans, they are going to pay for this. And as I listen to this stuff, I'm like, hmm, I'm not sure now. Well, you know, Jay, I, I think, I think you know, if you got control of, of the, the, the presidential office, the, the Senate and the House, People are gonna look at that. If you, if, if if it's anything in the past, like history, when the last government shut down, they lost, they lost big because they had control of it. They lost real big. So history has shown that they, the people look at who and, and see who's in, in charge. So the bottom line is, I think that they're going to, uh, they're going to definitely pay for it because. That's what it's. That's what they, they usually customarily do. They they just okay, they're okay, going to lose. But, but I I don't know I don't know if I got cut off. But my question to you is is this: How did they lose, Mr. Elias, when they control the House, the Senate, and the presidency? So you know I, you know when because I asked the people, that question, because what? the people blamed the, the Republicans at that point in time. Uh, Who cares? So that, they still won. No no no, Jay. I'm saying if history repeats itself. When when um when when they the last time that they had control and there was a, a, a government shutdown, that's how Clinton got into office. That I think the first Bush was in in, in office. If I, if I remember correctly, 2013. 2013. 2013. Recent. Let's look at recent history, Mister Elias. Okay, let's look at recent history. The Republicans. How did so? How were they punished? Gerrymandering. Right? They gerrymandered the districts. They gerrymandered oh, the districts. Okay. All right, well, well, okay, all right, fine. You know, I'll give you that. 
But the bottom line is, is that come on, these guys don't give a damn about you know running interference because they gerrymandered the, the party of they, If you gerrymander a district and you no matter what you do, you're going to win. I, come on, Ms. man. Elias, I, I, if they okay, change that, I, I don't. if they change that rule, hey, you gotta look at they it. Didn't. I mean, seriously. Okay. Uh, well, let's bring in the smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Esprit from Esprit Radio, and the man who brings us on a weekly basis, on a need-to-know basis. Jerome, let me. I'm not sure how much you heard, but l- let me ask you, man. When we talk about the government shutdown, the current day government shutdown versus what happened in 2013, you know, I said. When this thing first started off I thought that the Republicans were going to be punished Right? Because I'm like They control the House, the Senate And the Presidency But as I listen to this thing unfold As I watch the coverage uh, Afterwards I'm starting to think, wait a minute Because we know Republicans are pretty damn good at this Right? They are pretty damn good At changing the message We've talked about this on this show a thousand times How Democrats, we don't, you know, they don't, have, we don't have a good way of getting our message out there. Republicans just stick to the script, and they're sticking to the script on this. What do you think, man? Do you think the Dems are going to get hurt by this eventually, or do you think the Republicans will be the ones that would take the blunt, the brunt of the uh, of the of the criticism here, the blame? Well, yeah, the, the Democrats seem to think that, um, and I know this is going to sound weird, but they seem to think that the truth will always shine through something, and it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't. Right. So the Republicans do a really good job of marketing negative, right? So whether it was back in George H. Bush's, the Willie Horton stuff, or whomever, right. like every time they they um, make a narrative, they market on it. So Obamacare is bad, and here's why. And so they went through, like, massive ad campaigns. Those conservative groups spend a ton of money to give you an impression, even though it's dead wrong, they spend the money in marketing. And so since even what they were saying was not true, the Obama folks did not market the um, the affordable health care because they were like, ain't none of that stuff true. And we need to, fi- we need to figure out, just like generally, that um, we need to figure out how to market when you want to put something out, how to market and bring attention to it. Like, even this whole Dreamer stuff, it, I mean, sorry, even the DACA stuff, you can't even have a, a, a record, right? Like, you have to be in school or employed, and the the billions of dollars that it adds to the Treasury um, is pretty damn obvious. But the problem is that they're running illegal immigrants People in jail with tattoo commercials talking about we don't need illegal immigration. DACA is not illegal immigration. You know what I mean? And so they can make right. a mess really, really good. And um, those of us who know can see through it, but most people aren't paying attention. And I can tell you, white folks are very susceptible to this because they always are. And you can tell this by even the, the um, you know, doing the campaign as racist and sexist and all of that stuff that Donald Trump was, they ignored that. They're like, I, I don't know, I just, I want my taxes lower. Well, hell, your taxes is lower. Get his ass out. But nobody's going to say that. 
You know what I mean? They like the racism and all of that other stuff by Donald Trump, and they're willing to take anything from him. And that says something about them as a as a culture and as a community. So I think that we need to, you know, I, I've always been a big proponent of this when we have these conversations on the show, that they need to own it. This is not our conversation, and we don't need to, need to figure out what is going to work for white folks, because just because we're not deceived by it, we can't we can't wake them up. Like, that's not our job. Hell, they don't listen to us anyway. So they need but to you know, actually kind of own it. But you're wrong. But, but, look, but here's the deal, man, and this is the reason why I'm so nervous. Because, come on, there are people, majority of the American, majority of Americans are not paying attention to this stuff like me, you, Mr. Elias, and people who are in tune to this show. They just don't. So what they hear are things, uh, are things like, well, they're not going to fund the troops. You know, every red-blooded American is like, oh, my God, you know, the troops are not, you know, and they don't understand that it's not a situation where the troops won't get funded, right? I mean, the bottom line is the troops are going to get paid. It will be right. a delayed pay process, and in some cases, most soldiers and airmen and Marines and, and you know, midshipmen and all those guys, most of those people are with some type of military credit union. So a lot of the credit unions are saying, look, we're going to give you your money because we know we're going to get our money back, right? So we're right. going to go ahead and give you a mini loan. So there won't be any disruption in what you have to deal with, especially if you are in a combat situation. You shouldn't have to worry about if your mortgage is being paid, if you're out there on the front lines protecting America. But what they're doing is they're hitting at these things that tugs at people's heart. You're talking about the troops. Oh, we're not – the Democrats don't want to fund the children's health care thing. Come on, man. They, the Demo- Look, the Democrats tried to get the Republicans to vote on this crap in September, and they refused to. Yeah. So no one knows this – they huh? tried to get it to do it when Obama was there. Like they kept, like most of this stuff, they tried to sweeten the pot to act look that make it look right. like, oh, now they're against the children, when they could have funded that thing exactly. a long time ago on a separate bill. So that's you know, my point. So aren't you nervous because what they're doing is because people no. who are not paying attention to this. If they're not paying attention, Jerome, they don't know this. You know, I go back to Benghazi. I talk about this all the time. How, oh, my God, the Democrats. Well, what the Republicans didn't tell you is that they refused to, 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 to uh, approve more spending for security at our embassies uh, uh, worldwide. They're not telling that story. They're just telling the story that's going to immediately get a rise and raise the hair off your back. And that doesn't make you nervous? Uh, nope. And, nope, you know, I'm telling you. No, I look at no. the women's march, man. The women's march yesterday, dude. Mm-hmm. These women are out in droves. They are out in droves. That's what's yep. going to drive the vote, Jay. They're, they're, they are, still they're out. not playing. They they're are not cat. playing. Yeah, in Vegas, they, they hate the this march starts about four hours. Yes. Yeah. That's why. That's what I look at, Jay. I'm telling you, the women are out in droves. If you look it, at how, I, I, I looked at Chicago, there was 300,000 women downtown Chicago, and they weren't shopping. They were out protesting. These people are not playing. Right, and, and to my point, it is white women's issue why that dude's in office. Yes. So they need to be standing up. Yes. It is their issue. So I'm saying to you, if the people who caused this problem are now waking up, I don't think that that's going to – I don't think it's going to roll much longer. 
And then you got all of these guys in Congress and the Senate just lying when they go in front of their constituents acting like ain't nothing wrong. So, <laughs> That's you know true. I mean? like, so I, and with a straight face. And I'm like, you fools can't even see this one coming. That's mm-hmm. why a lot of them are retiring. Yep. So They see, it. Well, they see what's coming. They, see, what's, they can see it coming. Daryl yeah, Isis, they, <laughs> Isis, I watched it. He's Jerome. He 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 jumped out of his out of out of his district, and now he's talking about running in another district because that right. district is stronger. Them them people said they they've been boy they've been boycotting him for almost a year. Those people yeah, said if you go over there, that's where we gonna go. We're gonna boycott you over there too. These people are tired. No, he's thinking about running another district, Jay. Was that right? He's stepping. He's not running for re-election, <laughs> but he's thinking about going in another district. And they said we will mm-hmm. follow you wherever you go. <laughs> These people are not playing, man. I'm telling yeah. you, they're because, tired. All right, so, because, so here's my question for you guys: Who, Who's going to blink first? Democrats or Republicans? See, I hate that. No, you know what? And the reason well, okay, I do. Well, don't answer it. No, 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 no. Let me tell you why. I'm not talking about you. When I watch this, Chuck okay. Todd and all the punks on TV doing this, they act like it's a damn sports game. This is not a, right. a, a blink first. I agree with you. You know what I mean? Like that it kills me. Every time I hear that, it reminds me of what white folks' problem is. And the thing is, they take this shit like a horse race, and I'm sorry for cursing about this, but they're messing Ooh. with people's lives. And it's like, oh, they blink. It's like, who gives, who gives a rat about all of this? You are talking about people's lives, and since it's not you, then technically it don't matter. But I guarantee you, little Becky fought her butt down a well, they be coming to all of us and be like, don't you feel some compassion for her? They don't care about nobody of color. All the racist stuff that they're doing, they didn't say, oh, who's going to blink first on this Black Lives Matter stuff? What are we going to do about the police officers? They don't say jack about that. They don't say jack about nothing else until it comes down to messing with people of color generally. They look at it as a horse race. And look, um, I, I very rarely agree with George Well. Very rarely. And George Will write said, this down. You George write this, Will you don't. Said, he, he said, picking Donald Trump as a candidate should let every public, Republican know what, what kind of president they never want to see in the future <laughs> of this country. He said, it yeah. should have an effect that lasts generations. He said, they mm. see that and own it. Now, I don't have that faith that George, that those guys will get that, but I understand the sentiment. Wow. Well, okay, but, but okay, well here, okay, so, so, you know what? I have the same passion. You know I do about this because it's a political game. It's not a game. There are people out there who are being affected by this. I have a lot of friends, family who are in the military who work for the U.S. government. And, and look, hey, uh, even it's going to affect me. You know what I'm saying? So, so when you, so the bottom line is, is that this is not a game. But we got one. I'm on the phone But, but Mr. Elias, we know, but we know, we know that the bottom line is, dude, that this, this, this is political football. So we know someone who's, you know, people are playing the odds against this. Right. And so, but, you know, when we look at this, go ahead, Jerome. Yeah, but the narrative of saying, you know, we know military people that's affected, it is, it is a side issue that it's affecting military. 
Because what they're doing is they're doing this continuing resolution because they don't want to pass a budget. They haven't passed a budget in three years. Really? <laughs> have not funded, they have not fully funded the government in three doggone years. Because mm-hmm. Mitch McConnell and even Boehner back then didn't want to give, um, give Obama jack. So the economy yeah. is stable because of stuff that Obama did. Now mm-hmm. the school gets, is taking credit, and they're just trying to continue the resu- the, the um, doing the continued resolutions just to keep funding it. And they're like, you're done. You had It was September 30th you were supposed to have your budget done. But you ran mm-hmm. around your butt talking about, I want to get rid of taxes. And then you ran around with, with we need border wall funds, like all this other nonsense trying to get into the Mueller investigation. Them dudes was not working. So we're dang near almost, you know, five months from the time that you were supposed to um, pass a doggone budget, and now you're acting like, oh, the Democrats are holding us up. The Democrats and the Democrats need to get rid of Chuck Schumer. Because hmm. even, you know, I know he went against Obama a little bit and that whole thing about, Netanyahu, and we need to be better friends to Israel stuff with Chuck Schumer. I know he did that nonsense. Chuck Schumer need to have his butt up out of there. Because if, just like what the Republicans did to Obama, when they said, oh, you're going to govern this piece without us, we made it. Right? We came from the pit to here, and now them fools are acting like, oh, if it wasn't for us, we wouldn't be here. Look at what the markets are. Well, hell, you started at, you know, you didn't start at zero. You started at 90. Of course it's quick yeah. to get to 100 from 90. Absolutely. So, those guys, that's all I'm saying is that we need to see this differently so that we don't become a part of the propaganda. And, and that's why even, you know, as we do the show, I'm always kind of concerned or, or I want people to leave Sunday with a little bit more a different perspective than that nonsense. So I try not to feed the same nonsense in a narrative because they're trying to program you in something, but history is going to show. Oh, you know what? History is going to show something different. I thought about this the other day. This is what they did during Reagan. The reason, the reason we have Reagan um, National Airport is because during Clinton, when stuff started getting bad during Monica Lewinsky stuff, they started marketing Reagan. That's why Reagan is supposed to be this great president, as bad as he was. So I'm surprised that doing book, doing um, Trump, that they don't start marketing George W. Bush, because he is damn sure better than Trump. Yeah. What? Yeah. All right. Yeah, that, that's All right. Let's get out to our. All right, let's get out to it's bottom of the hour, three four seven eight five oh one two seven two. We're running a little over. Don't worry about it. We got you. You still gonna get the full two hours of the show. Let's check in with our resident texter, Johnny D. He says, Look, the government shut down respectively during the standoff. Self serving leaders in both the Republican and Democratic Party are to blame. I believe the Democratic agenda will suffer. If the goal is to gain seats in both the Senate and House, this is no way to go about it. This shutdown hurts people. During the 2016 election, the Democratic Party was under the belief that the Hispanic Latino com- community would event- would overwhelmingly vote against Trump's agenda, and, and that did not happen. 
uh, if the goal is to capture the moral consciousness and fiber of the American people based on an agenda of of the evil white man, it's not going to happen. The Republicans have already started the fear-mongering by saying the shutdown will impact the security of America. Stop playing games and serve the people. Now, Mr. Elias, I heard you said that we have one on the line. Who do we have mm-hmm. on the line, Mr. Elias? we got home team with us, man. Oh, my goodness. My colleague from the old days, Jay Rouse, our home team's in the house. Good example, retired military guy, works for the government, home team, and your thoughts on all this nonsense that's going on in Congress. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up, Jay, man, Les, and uh, your guest there with your man, Jerome. What's up, guys? What's up, man? So, look, man, I have a little different opinion when it comes to who is at blame for shutting this government down. My personal opinion is... Anytime one party controls both houses and the White House, ultimately it belongs to that party. That's my personal opinion as far as blame. You can't sit in and, and blame a party that doesn't have control as a reason for a particular, in this case, solution being resolved with the government shut down. Because Republicans own both houses and the White House, at the end of the day, the buck stops with the Republicans. That's my personal I got to agree with you, man. But, 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 but let me ask you this, though. Let, let, let me ask you this, because you're tuned in the most, though. So, yeah. I mean, so when we say the average the average American out there, mm-hmm. I don't know if we can put you in that bucket, because the bottom line is you are tuned in a little bit. You might not be tuned in at 24-7 like most of us, right, but right. you are tuned in enough to be educated to know what's happening. I mean, you have, you know, you, you got a little bit of activism, uh, some activism in your in your DNA too, man. So, right. so, so to say that, so I don't know if we can even look at you as a, a, an average Joe Smo, because once again, you're tuned in. So right, what do but, you but, think but, your but, friends but Jay, but, who are no, not listen, tuned I, in are? Yeah. What do you think? But at the end of the day, and that's why I put it in that simple format, what how I outline it, because the average American, the average American knows who controls Congress. They don't know the, all right. the, the ends and the screws and the bolts of everything, how we do business. But at the end of the day, everybody knows Republicans controls, controls Congress. Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. That's fair enough. And the reason we know that mm-hmm. is because when they passed that tax thing, all the Republicans was up there patting themselves on the back saying, look what yep. we did. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> they marched yep. the heck out of that. Mm-hmm. There's, there's some people, Jay, the base... Their base that you're never going to get to. We understand that. Their base is no matter what. I watched something on uh, Vice News the other day about their base. And, and, and one guy in the room who voted for Trump said it was the biggest mistake he made. The rest of them loved him. And they, and, and they, still, <laughs> they still believe that um, Syria is not going on because Fox News told them it wasn't going on. Yeah, right. So right. it's going to be that base out there. But the majority of Americans say, I believe they know I believe that. Well, you you gotta understand with, with with Trump's base. His yeah. base is predominantly uneducated white people, right? As well as economically hurting financially. So, and now that they come from a part of the country where they don't believe in racial equality, and so they're. It, for them, Trump cannot do no wrong. 
I right. promise you, Trump cannot do no wrong. So at the end of the day, this man could do whatever, send nukes to North Korea, send nukes to Russia, and there will be supporting that crazy chaos. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, they are poor rednecks. I'm just keeping it real. And they believe yep. in this man no matter what. That's keeping it it's real, like, man. That is keeping it real. Go ahead, Jerome. I'll give you the final yeah, word on like this. It's like every architect of every movie, right? Every time we go to war, you have the same backwards people talk about, let's do it for the USA. <laughs> like they gun ho for nonsense like that. Yeah. Nonsense. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Tell you what we're gonna do. We're gonna step out here real quick. Uh, home team, I don't know if you can hang. I hope you can. If not, you know, good talking to you. But I'm gonna try to hang. I'm gonna try to hang. All right, try to hang with us. Then we'd love to get your perspective on some of this stuff. All right, coming up in this morning's uh, in four minutes or less, something that something that you need to know. Um, we heard, I heard something that happened yesterday uh, during the uh, Women's March that I think that you guys need to know. Now, this lady, usually you see her on television. She plays an attorney on um, on uh, uh, what's the show, the murder show that she does on Thursday nights, uh, how to how to do murders. How, how to get away with murder. How to get away with murder. There you murder. go. That, yeah. There she is. Viola Davis. Yeah. spoke at the uh, Women's March yesterday, and let me tell you something. It's something that we need to hear. So this morning, in this edition of In Four Minutes or Less, Miss Viola Davis. We'll be right back after this. I'm going to make it plain. In 1877, America, the greatest country on this planet, put laws in place called the Jim Crow Laws. And the Jim Crow Laws restricted the rights to quadroons, octoroons, blacks, Hispanics, Indians, Malays, Restricted medical, restricted relationships, restricted education, restricted life. It told us that we were less than, and it came on the heels of the 13th Amendment. It came on the heels of 55 individuals, great Americans, writing the greatest document called the Constitution of the United States, saying, we the people. Now, the reason why those destructive laws came into place, I think can be greatly described by Martin Luther King. And what he said about time is, he said, I'm not ready to wait 100 or 200 years for things to change. That I think actually that time is neutral. That it can either be used constructively or destructively. That human progress rarely rolls in on inevitability. It is through 
human dedication and effort that we move forward. And that when we don't work, what happens is that time actually becomes an ally to the primitive forces of social stagnation. And the guardians of the status quo are in their oxygen tanks, keeping the old order alive. And so the time needs to be helped by every single moment doing right. And the reason why these Jim Crow laws were in place that stifled my rights and your rights is because we fell asleep. We fall asleep when we're moving ahead and we don't look to the left and right and see that we're not including people in this move ahead. Because really, at the end of the day, we only move forward when it doesn't cost us anything. But I'm here today saying that no one and nothing can be great unless it costs you something. Today, about one in five Americans is living with a disability. Over 50 million people, including many of our friends and neighbors, teachers and co-workers, heroes and leaders. 20 years ago, the Americans with Disabilities Act guaranteed every person the right to live, work, and participate fully in the American experience. We've come a long way since then, and we are committed to making even more progress in the years ahead. Visit disability.gov to see how you can help. They can't escape. Or call for help. Only you can save them. I'm James Cromwell. Please join with me and Peter, people for the ethical treatment of animals, to help put an end to animal abuse worldwide. For just $19 a month, you can immediately help save animals who are in danger right now. PETA has already stopped the suffering of countless individual animals. And no organization is more successful in exposing cruelty to animals than PETA. Call or go online now, and you'll receive a one-year subscription to Animal Times magazine. Plus, you'll also receive this handy reusable shopping bag and an informative guide to animal-friendly products. Don't let them suffer another minute. Please call or go online now. Welcome back in 347-850-1272 is our calling number 347-850-1272. All right, listen, last week we introduced a segment for 2018. Nothing new that we do it every now and then. The segment was called uh, In Your Thoughts, Please. Well, during the week, uh, the number of people who responded to this thing was off the chain. So now, I'm here to tell you, it's not going to be here every week. But I promise you, or I promise those people that I communicated with, I know that's a rarity. I usually don't do it during the week, but my phone just kept buzzing from all the messages 
that I was, was receiving from all my social media outlets. So I promised that we would at least try to give you another edition of it, right? Because we want people to, you know, this is your show. We want you to feel a part of it. We want to say thank you to the home team for being in the house. Glad he's here. Can't wait to get his comments on this. All right, so uh, uh, Mr. Elias, I'm going to ask you to try to take control of the board because we are experiencing. Uh, all I got was we are experiencing and uh, Jay, <laughs> Jay had silence. <laughs> That's all I, I know, man. It's it's crazy. All right, listen. Let's try it now. All right, here's the first topic for this morning. This is a big day here in the state of New York. In fact, this time last year, more than four. This is a big day here in the city. Okay. Wow. Are you hearing the that noise? Like I'm hearing that noise. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We are. We wow. are. I don't know what's going on. We're we're having some issues with the board this morning. Wow. Yeah. That's unfortunate. It's really unfortunate. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Apologize for this. Uh, that's what happens if you're dealing with live radio. Good God, that thing sounded horrible. Um, all right, so listen. Let's tell you what. Let's do this. Why don't we? Uh, we'll try to get that fixed. Let's jump into the third segment now. Right, and so the third segment is President Obama. Okay, Jay. Um, All righty, we are waiting. (laughs) (laughs) All right, sorry about that again. All right, President Obama is trying to get active. He's trying. He made the point, or his office has released the fact that he is going to be active in the political game in 2018. Now, a lot of people on the Democratic side, they're yearning for the former president to step up. They want him to step back up, get back into the game, but a lot of people are saying that may not be the right thing to do because the bottom line is is that now he becomes this target that Trump so desperately wants. So let me go to you first here, Jerome, on this. How important is it for President Obama to reemerge on the public scene in 2018, or do you think it's a mistake because now He's saying, I'm going to be active, I'm going to be out there. This is unprecedented for a predecessor or a, pre- a former president to be out there and be so active. But different times calls for different measures. What do you think about President Obama reemerging in 2018? Well, I, I thought it was a great idea when they announced that he and Eric Holder was going to start working states to make sure that they um, take back the state houses. So, you know, it doesn't mean that, you know, he had to go into retirement and and go speak at Harvard and all of those other guys. He he had work to do, so he wants to do that in this kind of president that he was. So technically he wants to stay closer to the people. Now, you know, for anybody who's going to criticize him for that, um, I guess we've got to ask them what are they doing, you know what I mean? Because most of the time people get into those positions, and I mean that for politicians, like you haven't heard Jack from Boehner, for example, or any of those guys who get out of office, they usually just go make money from their donors. And so he he um, he wants to work around his folks, and that's kind of who he is. So, hey, you can't get mad at him for doing that. Yeah, but let me go to you, home team, on this. When we yeah. talk about him getting out there, we know mm-hmm. that, uh, once again, Donald Trump, he's going to love this. 
you know, this is his foe. This is the guy that he's against. This is what gets all these conservatives riled up, right? Because this is the reason why I think Donald Trump's in office, because these people are so, oh, they hate President Obama, which is crazy, because when he left office, his approval rating was at 59%. His approval rating right now sits at 63%. Uh, He and the First Lady, former First Lady Michelle Obama, uh, are in Britain's top ten of most admired people. So he's popular not only uh, here uh, nationwide, but abroad as well. So what do you think? Do you think the former president should be out there, right, uh, fighting against this or being so active or being out there on the scenes? Because, you know, once again, Donald Trump, this is what he wants. He wants this guy. Step right. into the ring. This is what yeah. I need. So, so look, Jay, I think it's a fantastic idea that mm. President Obama is coming back on the campaign campaign trail. You got to look at it, Jay. So when – Trump first winning him uh, during the campaign in 2016. Um, Trump was still kind of new to a lot of people. But the difference now is we know Trump. Thank He's you, not likable right now across America. So you know that I would say that old uh, say, uh, saying, be careful what you ask for? Okay, they, was, they thought they was, atti- they was tired of Obama, but now they, they really, really, really would love to have him back. And so by him being back on the campaign trail, it's going to galvanize, which is they already getting it together now, but it's going to even increasingly more galvanize everybody to come back to the voting and, and to being involved in politics and being community activists. It's a good thing all the way around. I am so excited my man come back on the campaign trail. It's a good thing. Michelle, yes, I imagine you feel the same way. Oh, without a doubt, man. Now that you've had a taste, I was going to say that. Now that you had a taste of Trump, <laughs> what, what do you think they're going to say? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, we got him back again. They're, gonna, they're begging for him back. Yeah. Because it's, yeah. it's a normal. It's a normal place to be in. Not this ludicrous uh, stuff that's going on, man. Yeah. Come on, yeah. man. Dude, yeah. they, they're begging yeah. for this. Yeah. They want normalcy. And, and, um, you know what? Jay, I, I know you guys. I know you think that. Um, oh, you do. Yeah, I know you think that since, since Trump <laughs> likes to make somebody an enemy, and yeah. he, he can't make an enemy of Obama. Obama, <laughs> Obama smoked two people, and everybody <laughs> hated him. He wanted yep. landslides. Yep. Tell me mm-hmm. how profitable that's gonna be. It might work against yeah, well, Hillary; she wasn't popular. It may work well, against uh, Nancy Pelosi or something, like because the marketing is heavy on those guys. But I'm going to tell you this, he, in comparison for credibility, he can't mess with President Obama. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I don't think yeah, that's the issue. Let me tell you why I disagree. And, and, and I think the former president uh, agrees with me, too, because when you look at it, He's talking about coming back, but he's he's he made it a point to say, look, he's not going to be out there, you know, going head to head with Trump. He's going to be doing things in right. the background, yeah, so he's exactly. not going to be in the forefront per se. See, I think Democrats want him out there on the stump. Democrats want him out there campaigning. Democrats want him out there, you know, talking about Trump. That's not what he's going to do because he realizes this. This is what his spokespeople are saying. He realizes he's not going to give Donald Trump the thing that he wants the most. It's a freaking stationary target. He's not going to give him that. So, you know, the bottom line is is that, yeah, I think it's good, but also, and this also comes from the former president's advisors, he does not want to step in the way or getting or overdrown the voice of 
the next wave of republic of democratic leaders. I mean, at some That's point in time, dumb. he has to step off the stage. I, Jay, I think, and let I other think people he, emerge. Jay, you 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 off kill there, my brother. Unfortunately, you off kill. Under, hmm. you, you, you're not giving my man Obama enough credit. He's not right. going to be out there all day, every day, campaigning, campaigning, campaigning. But I, He's going to pick said. and choose key political events to go to and have his voice heard. Yeah. And when he that's speaks, he's I not going to speak against Trump. He's not going to mention Trump's name uh, personally or direct. It will be he will constantly, like he always have done. He will talk about policy and reason why we should go in this direction. So it will not be an attack on Trump. He will just go out there and reiterate his view on America and how we should be moving forward. Well, right. I thought Trump. that's what I said, but maybe I was no, wrong. You, go you, ahead, John. Yeah, yeah, Trump's a bully, right? And so you can look at it one of two ways. If you think as a bully you're going to go this real smart guy, you can, first of all, you can't beat him. Secondly, you, you, you're going to goat that guy into a fight, and you, you can't mix, um, you know, words with him. I'm sure his Twitter followers are bigger than yours. You know what I mean? Like, you really can't, like, some of your fights, yeah. You know what I mean? If you want to do reality star stuff. But, uh, uh, yeah, reality TV stuff. But this one is going to be really unfair in the fight. Because even if you look at the 30%, and I would have to say they're inflating his poll numbers to 39. But I would think that 30% of people who support him, I think that, okay, they're probably going to always support him, which is squat. Because even if 80%, of the people who supported Trump still support him, he could possibly lose in a landslide. It's not like this hasn't happened before. I think it was Hoover that got 80% of the same votes that he won, and he lost in a landslide. So it ain't that you – it's strategic votes. It's not you just having numbers. So they're trying to give the illusion that they're on top so, they, so that people keep them there. But it ain't – I don't think that that can work. People like President Obama, and the Democrats were just dumb for distancing themselves from him in 2010 and distancing themselves from him in 2016, or when was that? Yeah, 12, 14, right? 14, yeah. So when they did that, they were like, oh, because they were appealing to rural, what they kept calling rural working class white folks. And that also kills me because, you know, with, even when we look at something like Alabama, and we know 70% of all white folks voted for the pedophile guy, right? Yep. And, and they still lost. the high turnout of black folks and women, black women. And yeah, exactly. Comes out and when they're like, oh, Alabama has turned the corner. Do you think they give the, give the black folks any credit for that win? Nope. Nope. It must have been the other women. Like, you yeah. know, 65% of white women voted for the pedophile guy. 75% of white males did. That's seven out of ten white folks you know in Alabama yeah. voted for that dude. The, the, the thing that the Democratic Party cannot get through their doggone head is that if they don't appeal to black people, black people won't come out and vote. And I don't want to hear that whole go to church thing and be like, if you don't vote, you, you know, you, you, you can't say anything because technically they're not appealing to black people. It is a Democratic Party issue. And I'm not saying that from our perspective because we tell our, the audience to do that all the time. 
I am saying the Democratic Party can't say that. Democratic Party needs to vest in having black folks participate in that pro- in that um, in that process, and then when they um, invest in it, they need to hear black people as a constituency. So if the Democrats wasn't ignoring black people, we wouldn't still have Donald Trump either. Mm. So they're part of the problem. Yep. All right, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Look, I, I, I'll say this, and, and, and I get it, right? I mean, I understand how people feel about you know nostalgia for the for the uh, former president. I understand that, uh, but I think that you know once again he's going to stay in his lane, and and that's exactly what I said was the former president understands that he has to pick mm-hmm. and choose his battles, but he's going to be more active than any other. Uh, previous president in this nation's history. Let me read something from our uh, boy Johnny D. He says, look, unfortunately, the Democratic Party has no respectable candidate. I feel even the most staunch Democratic candidates that failed to support President Obama would need him for fundraising and to drive the African-American vote as well as galvanize the uh, the young voters. And, and I agree with that statement. The bottom line is that, like you said, Jerome, they ran from this guy. All of a sudden, he realized how popular he is now, and so they're going to try to grab onto his coattails. Interesting, Mr. Elias, his coattails seem to be more stronger now that he's out of office <laughs> yeah. than when he was in office, right? Yeah, I mean, man. it's like people realize that, hey, we made a mistake. Mm-hmm. We didn't get this they, guy they the credit that he deserved. They see what they got. I'm telling you, it's buyer's remorse. I'm telling you all around, it's buyer's remorse. You know, I, I, I work with some guys that, that voted for Trump. They, one guy said, I, didn't, I never voted for him. I said, and I put up his Facebook page and said, well, what's this, dude? And he was like, well, I, I, was, I was emotional then. I was like, you're not emotional, dude. You just knew what the hell you voted for. The bottom line, if you voted for him, stick with him. If not, then, then, then get out the way. The bottom line, it, it is what it is, man. They, they they have buyer's remorse. They have big buyer's remorse because this dude is sticking it to them. And and I heard in this talk group, the, the woman says, this guy, excuse me, guy says, I voted for him and I, it was it was a dumb move, right? And he said he shoved his tax bill down our throat, and then he and then then the woman said that was a great tax bill. And the guy says, if it was a great tax bill, then why does it help the American people for a couple years? And it always helps corporations. And then the woman says, well, what they're going to do is they're going to lower the taxes so much on corporations, they're going to bring jobs back to America. And then the moderator said, as long as salaries are high as they are right now, they will never come back to America. And it's the truth. It's greed that is killing this country. And, And that's what's happening. Walmart is shutting down Sam's Clubs all over. Why? Yep. Why? Because they got that tax break. They got, got a tax Donald break. Trump is helping them. That's it. He's killing them. Now people yeah. are, are realizing. Carrier, you know how many people when I watched that on Vice, Carrier in Indianapolis that Donald Trump did that great deal for? They're upset with him. They, they, they say he lied to us. He came down here and lied straight in our face. I was like, good. You didn't realize that? Right. Yep. AT&T laid off people, too. Yes. Yes. So, so you know what's, what's um, interesting about that to me is, although, you know, we watch this stuff happen, it's like, oh, we get tax breaks, we can give out bonuses, and then they lay off people. I think historians, like, um, I don't think they do a good job of covering this, but people don't seem to remember after the first year of Reagan after his tax cut, 
unemployment went from mm-hmm. four something to ten the next year. Yep. Because cutting taxes means that they get to get cash heavy. So they start closing stuff down. So when you watch people start shedding jobs over the next year, mm-hmm. they're going to be like, oh, yeah, the economy hit a bubble. They didn't hit no doggone <laughs> bubble. They were trying to invest all their money in the market, and then that thing is going to crash. Yep. But it went to 10 on the second year of Reagan, and um, he had to raise taxes. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It's uh, two minutes after the top of the hour. We're going to continue to move forward here, uh, take a break at the bottom of the hour, you know, uh, just if you're just tuning in, uh, we, we have a new bit called uh, um, Your Thoughts, Please. Uh, unfortunately, because of some of the technical issues we're having this morning, we are not going to get that on for you, so that means that next Sunday we'll definitely try to get that in for you because it was such a popular segment. We're talking about President Obama. President Obama's reemergence on the political scene never really went anywhere. You know, anytime something major happened, he chimed in. But people are yearning for leadership. I'm, you know, his comments on Dr. Martin Luther King Day. Uh, you know, there were over a million likes on that. I mean, just a just a simple hey, we wish you a very you know just a very simple message. And you know, we all know that his comments during uh, you know during that whole situation where we had that where we had those guys. Uh, marching and all those young Ku Klux Klan people and what the president said back then. President Obama tweeted out a picture of him, uh, you know, smiling at some multiracial kids, and he just put a simple uh, quoted a simple a simple quote from uh, Nelson Mandela, and that became the most liked uh, tweet in the history of Twitter. So you know, there's a yearning for this man, and but let's, the reality is he he will never ever be president again. So as the time goes by, uh, Mr. Elias, how much power or how much influence will he have? Because we all know, you know, everybody wants this guy, but he, you know, come on, what can he really do? He doesn't have the bully pulpit anymore. He, he has a voice, Jake. And that, that's that's yeah, what about, but I'm saying, but 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 we're you know, people are gravitating to him as if, oh my God, he's this. You know, he's this shadow president. He doesn't have any power. He probably, of course, he knows more than we do because he was, you know, in touch with all these briefings. But I'm pretty sure, you know, there's a report out there that this this is the first time in, in American, modern American history where the current president hasn't reached out to his predecessor. They haven't talked since that ride over to the Capitol. I'm sorry, before he got on uh, Marine One to... And his last words would probably say, hey, man, bye, take care. We're, we're here if you need us. They haven't communicated at all. Are How you, and you're shocked by that? that? You're shocked no, by that? the problem? Really? <laughs> <laughs> but, see, but see, that's the problem. Let me tell you why it's the problem. Oh, because goodness. you guys accept it as the norm. You know, for no, example, this guy has a sexual. No, 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 let me finish. Let me finish. Let me let me finish. This guy has a sexual freaking. There's a story out there about him paying porn stars, mm-hmm. and we're saying, oh well. You know, you know, Edwards. Edwards got thrown out of the presidential race in 2008 because of some nonsense like this. And not to mention what happened to Gary Hart. This stuff is uh-huh. being accepted as the norm. Y'all don't see it's that as being a safe. freaking problem. It's not. Are you kidding Jay. me? What? It's not. But it's What's not. going on? Okay. What's going on is the fact that people know there's nothing that, that, that's being done about it because you have people in charge. 
that are not going to do anything about it. What, what are, about are, when are the Republicans going to step up and say, get him out of office? Never. Yeah. Remember, the Democrats got Al Franken out there because some girl says she had, he had his hand on her butt when her husband took a picture. That's that nonsense. So, you know, the threshold is very, is very low on the Democratic side, and it's apparently really high on the Republican side. If you could pay right. a hooker, and uh, some, she ain't even a hooker. She's, you could pay some a porn, porn star. star, and uh, a couple of them, right? And nothing still gets through. Technically, this ain't our, this ain't our thing. Like, you better, you better talk to, to them about this. This is like Republican stuff. They need to, they're gonna own it, Jay. That's not like, um, we have but to it make affects it us, Jerome. We, we, we act like these guys don't make laws that's gonna affect us. I mean, we, we're not in Canada watching this stuff either. from afar. Yeah, but there's but, nothing we can do about that. They're elected officials. Get them out. But, Jay, what yeah. you also uh, probably fail to understand, uh, maybe not, I shouldn't say fail to understand, let me just put it this way. Unfortunately, we have a bunch of politicians, and I'm talking about on the right side of the aisle, we have a bunch of politicians that is putting party before country, and that is the biggest problem we are facing right now in this, uh, uh, in this country. Because anytime you have a particular set of politicians willing to put party before country, that means no matter what is going on, you're not gonna you're not willing to change anything because you're more uh concerned about your own party views as opposed to trying to do better for this country. And that's what we're dealing with right now. They will never do anything to get Trump out of office because once again they let this country go down before they take Trump out of there. We're talking about the Republicans. Mm-hmm. They this this Trump this country go uh, what they call a uh, uh, what they call it a uh, term? Uh, I forget the term. Something about country go to in the handbasket. I forget that that crazy yeah, hand hand Right. Yeah. And they're willing to let this country go down, Jay, because they put party before country, and that is the most dangerous thing any set of group of politicians can do, which is to put party before country. Because at the end of the day, you are elected official by the people. You are there to serve us, but now you're self-serving yourself. I gotta agree, Mac. Because the bottom line is. Think about how Mitch McConnell stood up and said, we'll never put, um, John, uh, what's his name, uh, the guy from Alabama in office, the pedophile. We'll right. never put him in place. We'll never, he's never going to. Roy Moore. Roy Moore. Yeah, Roy, Roy Moore. He should step down. He should step down. Then what happened after Trump said what he said? He said, well, if yeah. he gets elected, it's up to him. You know, he yeah. stepped out. Dude, Mac is 100% right. They don't care as long as they protect their party. Yeah. They don't exactly. care about the country. No. I'm concerned about us. I'm concerned about how we're just are you surprised? I mean, I'm I'm concerned about that approach. We should be outraged. It's like, oh well, it's just another day in the land of Trump. What this no, man Jay, is we, doing we, to we the American outraged, presidency Jay. is unprecedented. But Jay, we are outraged, but guess what? We can't do nothing until the midterm elections come around. That's, That's it. when we're gonna show up and show out. That's it. Get out and vote. If you want to do something, get out and vote. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And, and, and on my side, you know, I believe that this should be, I think that people should watch this like a movie. We mm-hmm. need to see exactly who these people are, right? So every time we act like we need to petition, it's kind of like what I said about the women's marches. And I'm like, black folks, stay home. Because don't nobody seem to want to get up when y'all have issues. So let's see who 
who is out there. Listen who's advocating. Because technically, if we keep masking and diluting the conversation to make it racial conversations, he'll, that dude will do that all day. White folks need to wake up to see who, that, who he is, and we need to let that happen. So don't, don't act as if, like, we, um, we are complicit because those of us who are around during the Reagan era, ain't none of us like Reagan. But really? we made it, and we all know that there's, there is um, there, there, there's a light at the end of the rainbow, I guess, is that thing, right? Is that we survived that. So don't know president, I don't care how racist he is, affect us day to day like that. They affect laws. And so we need to make sure that the next Democrat that comes out that wants to run for office, they better, they better come back with a big, we're going to reinstate all Obama stuff, and then I'm going to do this. Because if he does not do that, black people need to hold their butt accountable. Don't let another person come in there and just say, oh, I'm going to correct half of the stuff and some other stuff. They need to go through all of the executive orders of Trump and get rid of them. A beautiful segue into something that we were going to actually cover uh, during the, uh, uh, the the YTP part, but uh, we'll go ahead and talk about it now. You know, Cory Booker gave this passionate uh, rebuttal or this, this statement or comment when they had the DHS secretary in front of Congress this past week. And, you know, he talked about how when Dick Durbin called him and, and told him what had happened in the Oval Office that he was – you know, he was crying and all this stuff. Why Why do I not like Cory Booker? I, I mean, Dude, somebody please tell me why. So, I don't tell know. me why I'm, I don't I'm like him. I don't know why you don't. Because he is well respected in Congress. I guarantee you that I'm not the only one. well respected in Congress. I guarantee you. I don't like Cory Booker. He's what? I wouldn't vote for him. He's well respected in Congress. Stop Well, that's because Cory Booker, when he was running in Jersey, um, he went against the Wall Street reform stuff mm-hmm. because in Jersey, yes. I think a lot of his money did come from Wall Street. So even when they were trying to do the reforms and put the reforms back intact, Cory Booker would not deal with none of that stuff. And I understand that as a politician, you pick and choose your fight. Yeah. But Cory Booker still, it's not like, you know, and I know Obama didn't do this either, so I, I'm not going to be too hard on Cory Booker. Um, he didn't... Um, when when black folks and I, I'm not saying that black folks need to have a black agenda, mm-hmm. but we really need to stop being neutral when it comes to black people, and stop saying stuff like when somebody asks you a question about black folks, you say all Americans. When you do that, people don't trust you. So Cory Booker has done that a couple of times, and so he doesn't seem to be trustworthy. You don't know what kind of backdoor deals. Now, as far as his presence is concerned. Um, you know, as far as what he's doing in Congress, yes, he seems like a viable candidate. I think that he's not authentic to be amongst people. So wow. He, yeah, he, he really doesn't come off. Um, he doesn't come off authentic. Mm. He's like Harold Ford no. Jr. No, he, he does not. Wow. He, he, you know, this whole thing about I was almost in tears. You know, it just it's, it seems to me, Mr. Elias, that this guy had an agenda. He has an agenda. He wants to be president of the United States. And so he is trying, to, you know, he's trying, he wants to be the next Obama. And see, the problem is when President Obama gave that speech in 2004, 
which made Chris Matthews said, hey, I, I feel a string up my leg. I feel something going up my leg. And he said, you know what? We just saw the first black president. I'll give Chris Matthews all the credit because he said that that night on the air live. So now, Cory Booker is trying to do the same thing. And Cory Booker, the difference between him and Obama, like Jerome said, he's not authentic to me. This thing that Dick Durbin called him and said, hey, you know what? I was in the White House, and the president called Haiti and all these countries, shithole countries. <laughs> Did he? <laughs> Did, I mean, come stop it. You didn't start crying when he told you this. I mean, this right. is BS. This guy is a fraud to me, man. And oh, I'm goodness. going to be conflicted, Mr. Elias, because I don't like him. I think he's a fraud. And for me, how am I going to vote for this guy? But, you know, it's like the lesser two evils, right? I guess I'm going to have to hold my nose if he ends up becoming the Democratic nominee. But my God, man, I don't like this guy. I don't like him. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I'm, I'm sitting there just trying to not say nothing. I'm just trying to hold I know. I know. <laughs> well, yeah, I know why. Because he, he, and he's going to get black folk like you. He is. Because he, no, you know, Jay, he, Jay, he, he, oh, look, look. he, he, the problem with people like you, Jay, the problem with people like you, we're so critical of our own people. It's just a damn shame. Let me, no, let me finish, Jerome. 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 Okay. I'll you an okay. Okay. And Jerome. And Jerome. And Jerome. And I put Jerome in the mix, too. Throw me on the bus with him. <laughs> Mr. Elias. No, no, come on, Mr. Elias. Don't run. Saying, you don't like the guy you. So, 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 look, let me, let me say this. Okay. Let me say this here. We're so critical of our own people. It's a doggone shame. Understand this, Jay. Don't throw that. Don't, don't give me that. Me don't don't, 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 don't give me, me this because he's black. I got to support okay. him stuff. Okay, no, 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 no. Let me finish. Let me finish. Then you can make a comment once I finish. So we so damn critical of our own people. But at the end of the day, everybody that's sitting in Congress right now has, an, a, personal, has a personal agenda. That's, that's what you need to know up front. And so even if you do have a personal agenda, at the end of the day, he's for us. Now, he's a flawed candidate, maybe, maybe he's not. He's Come on, Jay. But look, but you wow, think man. them white folks in, in Congress right now don't have a personal agenda? Okay, and I have a problem with them, too. So, say again? I have a problem with them, too. Right, but so my point is they all are flawed, in, in, my, in my view. They all flawed to some extent. But don't all, don't come down on, on Bukori Booker, they, you know what I'm saying? Because all of them the same way, Jay. So if you do that, highlight this one brother because he made a comment you thought wasn't authentic? Come on, man. Let the brother have a pass on that. Because they're all crooks, man. Right. So you're right about that. I will vote for somebody just because they're black. I am, yeah. I'm not saying that I'm, I'm, above, I'm above that. Right. All I'm saying is on the, on the assessment side, Cory Booker does not do well when he's out in front of people. That's all I was doing an assessment on. I wasn't saying, and I, and I did say I wouldn't vote for him. But what I said was, no, no, I, I'm just saying, like, give me, give me a viable option. I'm not, I probably would vote for him. It just depends on who's, who's out there. Right, but right, right. what I'm you. saying is that I don't like that either, like that people have these things where they eliminate black folks right off the bat. Right. Like Kamala Harris, I actually like her. I don't know how I feel ab- ab- about her right now, but as attorney general and as uh, um, in California, and, you know, she was a great lawyer, from what I understand. I can't remember who she represented. Um, it was, was it Michael Jackson? It was like a couple of famous cases that Camilla Harris did back in the day. And so I remember her 
and how she went about doing her business, and she is sharp. So yeah. I'm not saying that we, we um, nitpick. I don't nitpick black people because if you're not going to nitpick white folks uh, on right. this show, I will always tell you people commit black-on-black crimes where they actually feel like that they need to analyze and, and, and uh, rape black people on the co- over the coals in areas they wouldn't do for white folks. So, exactly. I, I I am not with that. I I'm, I hear you um, on that part because we yeah. don't we don't do that. That's that's wrong. Now, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying they don't like wow, them. Jerome, boy, I, I like the way you slid from under <laughs> there, brother. Like I appreciate no, no, no. it. God bless you. <laughs> no, 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 wow. no. I'm saying Jay does not like them, and I res- I respect that. Yeah. Jay don't like them, yeah. and and he he and it's like I don't like Harold Ford Jr. Mm. There is nothing that you can tell me <laughs> that will make me say Harold Ford Jr. is good people. I won't. I won't ever say that. Right. But I'll say that about um, Paul Ryan. Like I don't give a damn about it. So <laughs> I'm just saying. Like I, I do have issues with that, and I never like the fact that we overly critique black people. I yeah, don't yeah, like it. Yeah, it bothers me to no end. Yeah. Well, okay, thank you, home team. I think your time here is up. God bless you. You have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, 347 Listen, no, he's good, obviously. Listen, it, look, and I don't over-critique black people either. I, I just don't like what he's trying to do, Mr. Elias. I think this guy is in it for himself. You know, this false hypocrisy with this guy. You know, this whole thing, oh my God, I was about, I came to tears. He's pounding on the Senate desk. I mean, stop it with this nonsense. Stop it. it, This is ridiculous. And this is not the first time he's done this. He runs in front of every camera he finds. Listen, man, look, I don't know how you play this. I think you just let it happen. I just don't like someone who showboating in front of the cameras. And I don't care if he's black, white, Hispanic, Latino, Korean. I don't give a dang on who he is. Okay. 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 Tell us, you have been quiet on the Cory Booker topic. I'd like to hear from you, please. Oh, hey, well, hey, man. Like I said, I, I didn't like the way he, I don't like the way he does things, man. It's like to me, he's overdramatic, you know. And and and, I, hey, man, look, dude. If if it came down between him and Donald Trump. Guess who I'm voting for? Bernie Sanders. <laughs> oh, he said Bernie Sanders, but stupid. Um, yeah, don't ask. You can write yeah. in anybody you want to. I could vote for you, to be honest with you, which yeah. I would never do, but I could. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Twenty minutes after the hour, as we get ready to wind down this show, let me apologize to y'all first of all because obviously, if you are regular listeners of this show, you know this is not how we get down. But obviously. You know, when uh, when we're dealing, when we're operating on a format that's not being uh, very cooperative, then you have to kind of make do out of what you have. You have lemons, make lemonade, and that's what we do. It's all about the content. Sometimes style really doesn't play a factor as long as you get the the, the information. So now, a couple of things I want to talk about as we wrap this uh, show up, uh, wrap up the talking segment of the show. Um, <clears throat> first of all, I want to say kudos to all the women that came out. Uh, yesterday, I think that this is going to be an annual thing, Mr. Elias. I yeah. hope that it is, and it looks like it has the makings of being an annual thing. I wish the uh, media would spend more time concentrating on things like that than you know Donald Trump, because the media can say what they want, Jerome. They're the reason why Donald Trump's in office, because all during that 2016 campaign, 
Every time I turned the television on, even on some of the most left-leaning networks, all I saw was freaking Donald Trump. And here's the reason right. why I go back to President Obama, and I, and I really have much respect for the man. Because during the 2018 campaign, when I turned on television, I didn't hardly see President Obama. I saw freaking uh, Hillary Clinton a lot. And then when it came down to the presidential campaign, when he made it through that nonsense, all I saw was Sarah Palin, Sarah Palin, Sarah Palin. So, you know, people did their homework then, but I really and truly, Jerome, blamed the media for this guy being at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. No, That's all man. you saw. Well, I blame the media for a lot of stuff. And like I said, they're complicit in this. You know, when somebody, Donald Trump got his fame for going at Obama for dang near seven years about a daggone birth certificate. How easy yes. would that prove that he was a U.S. citizen? I don't think you can go to college and get financial aid and a, a bunch of stuff you can't do until they look at your Social Security card. I'm sure you had to show your birth certificate to get in kindergarten, like whatever in this country, and they actually rolled that out for seven years. So you tell me how complicit they are into keeping mess going. So I, I'm not I'm not impressed by them, man. And like I said, it's a it's a deeper part of European culture, of white folks' culture, in which supremacy is, and how that's ingr- ingrained into the um, socialization of um, our of our um, of, of the culture. Because what happens is that they just think, oh, people are talking about it. We should talk about it. Like I said, it, it's like looking at, you know. Rednecks like Chuck Todd You know what I mean As much as he tries to act as if I'm a journalist and blah 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 I've watched his interviews And I've seen how how biased he is in his interviews But everybody acts as if Oh we didn't really see that He's just covering it like a journalist would I think people need to start Handling journalists differently So When somebody asks you something inappropriate You need to say to them that's inappropriate Ask me another question And they ask you another question and is that inappropriate? You say, okay, that's inappropriate. Ask me another question. We need to start managing how people treat us to, to, because apparently their culture doesn't allow them to have parameters. That's why we're seeing all this ill stuff now anyway, yeah. right? That's why Donald Trump it, with the, you know, with the hookers, with the um, alleged money laundering, with about three Russian wives, I don't care if you're from Kazakhstan or Kyrgyzstan or wherever you're from. That's still a Russian federation. So that woman is Russian. So if you don't know what the USSR was before they mm. they broke back up, they were a part of the Russian federation, whether it was in the Ukraine or not. So that dude has strong ties in those areas. And for them to go on TV to act like, well, he, he said he had nothing to do with it, that is them being naive. And let them have that. But long as we don't buy into it, I think we're going to be better off. But let them crash and burn yeah. because we can't succeed by that. Yeah. Jay, let me give you some pushback on this media thing. With, uh, you think uh, the media's reason why Trump is in office. For a lot of Americans, we now know who Trump is because of the media by the media having this guy on TV all day, every day, and we are listening to this guy speak, we're actually seeing him speak, we're looking at his mannerism, we're checking out everything, how he deal with different issues. Because of the media, now we're able to get a true assessment 
of this guy flawed character. Without the media, bro, we wouldn't know this dude like we know him. So but you know no what, Joe? That argument is crazy. That's crazy. What? You know why? Because you saw all that during the 2016 election, and they still voted this stupid okay. no. nigga in the office. No. <laughs> okay. Don't well, can't watch this, gentlemen. I'm going to be real with you. Um, watch this. Before he made one showing on TV, I was actually giving Trump, like, you know what? He's a new dude to the scene, a fresh attitude, fresh, fresh uh, uh, mindset. He's not part of the political uh, uh, family. This might be a good thing, but the minute I started watching wow. him on the campaign trail and listening to him speak and responding to these questions, how he's wow. reacting to protests and his uh, rallies, that's what changed my mind about this Joker Jay. So, no, the media's not going to hit this guy being in office. Get out of here with that, man. Yeah, let me take let, let me say this. Let, let, let me, here's my retort to what you just said. First of all, you should have known about this guy based on his previous history, what he did with those five young men who were uh, yeah, innocent. Yeah, right. This guy still wanted to try to get yeah. them done. This guy refusing to allow African Americans to move in his penthouse. He has yeah. a history of racial, uh, of, of doing things along, uh, being racist. So, I mean, this was nothing new. And so he shouldn't even got the time of day uh, from anyone who knew that uh, as far as uh, in his background. But that's okay. I I mean, that happens. The reason why I say the media pumped this guy up is because every time he says something about, like, Marco Poe, I mean, about Marco, oh, Marco, uh, everybody laughed. A lot of people told me they voted for this man because, you know what, he's like one of us. And my response to them or my rebut to them, every time they tell me that, I said, well, guess what? I don't want you to be freaking president of the United States. It's ridiculous that this man is sitting in, in, in 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. And the bottom line is, for people who didn't do their homework on this clown, shame on y'all. Because y'all should have yeah. known about yeah. this idiot before he even stepped up to the freaking microphone. He's an idiot. He's a buffoon. He's a racist. He's a dummy. He's not a self-made millionaire. He got money from his daddy. He don't know what the hell he's doing. He's a bigamist. He's, he's every freaking negative freaking phrase I can think of. That's what he is. And he, he has control over my life, over my kid's life, and it don't make no dang old sense for it to happen. And there are people out here to this day who think this guy is doing an outstanding job. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. look at the economy. What? Look at the economy. Follow the trends of the economy, idiots. Yeah, he loosened regulations, but guess what? That's going to come back and hurt you, too, because now he loosened a lot of the offshore safety regulations. That means people can get hurt and killed because now people are going to cut corners because they're not, they don't have to be in regulatory compliance with a lot of the things that kept them safe. Okay. These people right, are not paying down, attention Jay. to what calm, the hell's going on. Calm, calm down, Jay. Count to ten. Calm down. I'm not <laughs> calming down. Calm down. Let me, let me, let me calm you down. Let me calm you down. Calm, you so, can't calm me down. Go ahead. Please make okay. an attempt. So understand, Jay. America, we are a very resourceful people. We're going to get through this mess that we're going through right now with this dumb dumb. We're going to get through it, Jay, because we just look at our history. We have always somehow landed on our feet. We just need to weather the storm like we always do, and this country will be okay. Now, of course, will he set this country back uh, a few years based on the policies and the executive orders that he's signing? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, we'll be back where we need to be. We would once again be the leader on the world platform. It's coming, Jay, but right now it's not. We just need to weather the storm and do what we're supposed to do come midterm, and this country will be back on point. Thank you very much, Corey Mack. 
uh, Booker. All right, so listen, let me read something here from uh, from our resident texter, Johnny D. Sent his text and he says, "Look, in the words in the words of Dr. King, I have a dream that my four little children one day will live. Hold on, let me go back. I want to make sure I'm not missing anything. Uh, okay, so in the words of Dr. King, I have a dream that my four little children one day will live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but the content of their character. I say that too. Say we should critic African Americans and anyone else that don't deserve." That serves themselves rather than the people. I think he meant that we should uh, always criticize, criticize African Americans, yeah. or we okay. should criticize African Americans who are anyone that serves their serves themselves rather than their than their people. And I agree with that. I would do as well. It ain't about you. That's the problem. It ain't about you. It's about the people that you serve. You got to get off that horse. Sometimes you have to make tough decisions. I get that. But at the end of the day, don't sit here and give me this thing. Oh, my God, uh, it shook me to my core. But in the meantime, in between time, you were doing business with freaking uh, Chris Christie. Really? Boy. Stop. Okay, Jay, we can move on from Corey. I don't know why you're still right there. Yeah, we are moving on. We're running out of time. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Let me get final thoughts from everyone on this topic and topics of the day. Let me start with you first, home team, since you got your mouth open. Go ahead. What's your final thoughts, man? Can I talk about anything I want to talk about, or it have to be some positive? Absolutely, man. Okay, so yeah. since it's anything, all right, let me switch gears then. And I've been thinking about this for a minute. And by a show of hands, um, is it just me, or am I the only one losing penis size as I get older? <laughs> okay, get them off. Okay, home team, this is no. not Wednesday or freaking Friday, so I, I'm sorry. I, 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 no, 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 stop, 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 no, 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 no. We don't do that on Sunday, home team. It's funny, and, you know, and, and, and look at this stuff here. Look at these comments coming in. Okay, home team, thank you very much for your medical okay, well, assessment. I'm, just, I'm concerned, man. I just wanted, you know. Okay, well, okay. be concerned. I, 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 you know, thank you so much well, for showing I don't want to be by guy. myself. I was uh, wondering, am I the only one? Round of applause. Les, are you, are you was, feeling uh, the same way, Les? Jerome, are you losing size, too? All right, I mean, Mac, is you. it just me? <laughs> All right, man. Great, man. Thank you for being here, man. We appreciate your your commentary is 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 welcome at any time. God bless you, and uh, oh my God, uh, mute Mike. All right, uh, Jerome, man, give me your final thoughts on what's going on uh, on this show. This guy is lost. I can't believe he said that. Sorry, we're going to apologize to our listeners. Uh, Jerome, go ahead with your final thoughts. Oh my God, wow. I do want to say that um, I, I'm glad that. Um, I think it's wow. important that President Obama does get out there, and um, yeah. I, I hate the fact that we keep acting like we don't have any leaders. We do have a ton of leaders, and we need yeah. to be conscious about what kind of leader that you would like to have. So President Obama did not go um, the distance that I would like him to go or in the direction that I wanted him to go in or thought he yeah. should have. But more importantly, at, at least kind and courteous and, you know, and, and regal and all that other stuff. And we get to see the polar opposite because that's what every archetype of every movie in the U.S. is about. Whether it's Die Hard or Guardians of the Galaxy, you could be a little jerk um, white kid and not pay attention and you could still save the world. And that's why Trump got um, elected. Because even though this really smart, ethical, 
guy who loved his wife and family was there, they picked the screw-up thinking, hey, he can't do no worse than a really smart guy. So, you know, good shout to, to uh, oh, President Obama and um, Eric Holder for taking on that task. Hopefully they don't get cooperative. My man, appreciate it. America's the first and last word here on the serious side. The one and only Mr. LES, man, final thoughts. Look, Democrats, you know, don't cave, because from what I understand, what they put in that bill, they they were going to hurt a lot of people with that bill. So do not cave in. Stand your ground, and uh, man, just keep fighting. Keep fighting a good fight. Put 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 the people ahead of your party, and keep fighting, because the Republicans seem to not. From what I understand, they want to give a thirty-six billion dollar tax cut to the insurance company. So stop it. They're putting all this kind of stuff in the bill so they can help out the more more business, more business, more business. Stop it. Good stuff. All right, listen. All right, so now the conversation part of the show is over, but we're not done yet. You know what's coming up next. Chatterbox, where we hear from you all. And, uh, boy, I'm reading some comments right now. So we'll read those next. And then we'll jump right into on a need-to-know basis with our main man, Jerome Esprit. All right, folks, sit tight. We'll be back in about four and a half minutes. In the meantime, here's my, one of my favorite uh, saxophonists, and uh, I'll let you guess who he is. We'll be right back after this.
sounds of Grady Nichols. Love that one. All right, coming up next right now is Chatterbox. And Chatterbox's final, our final thoughts from the uh, our world famous chat room and from social media, Mr. Les. Man, do you have anything this morning, sir? All from Covina, man. He says the Dems have better not cave on this GOP nonsense. Paul Ryan puts out uh, those take it or leave it bills, and the Dems are smart enough not to take it all. People aren't going to remember the government shutdown in November. People remember the party values when they vote. He said Jerome is 100% correct. White people are motivated by racism. It works with them. They are a third of Americans which are upset with Brown versus Board of Education, the Civil Rights Movement, and the end of Jim Crow. The third of America will always vote with Trump's GOP. And then Trump, I mean, and then uh, St. Clinton said Trump's, Trump's running backfired on him. He didn't want to be president, but he was promoting Trump brand. I think that this, by this point, his wife would have left him and Trump would have been on to the next wife by now. <laughs> Boy, look at that guy bringing the noise like he do every Sunday. We appreciate you, man, because you're one of our favorite and faithful listeners. We know if we can't count on, you know, there's three things you can count on. Taxes, death, and Kavina being here on Sunday mornings. I love it, man. Appreciate your comments. All right. Got a guy that started to become one of our favorites, at least from the social media world, Mac from Bronx. He says, look, tell the new Mac that I said hello. Every Sunday, there are issues with y'all's show. Maybe y'all should move to a platform like XM Sirius Radio. <laughs> Mac, first of all, two things. That's not That Mac is not new, brother. He's an old Mac. He's been here for a while. And as far as going to platforms like XM and Sirius Radio, we need folks like you to call and tell them to listen to our show. We'd be more than happy to move over there. Be more than happy to do this where people we can be heard in cars and, and, and homes all over America. We would love that. All right. Katie from Beaumont, Texas, the first, first time listener. Great topics and conversation. I will be tuning in every Sunday. Thank you, Katie. Uh, Robeson from Midville, he says, Dems are going to face the wrath of the American people. Like Jay said, the Republicans are doing a damn good job in blaming the Democrats. And based on some of the conversations that I am having with friends, it is resonating. Uh, here's, oh, the pastor's checked in. Pastor Stephen Jones from Richmond, Texas. He says, look, I was about to comment, I was about to compliment the comments from your guests before I heard his final comments. There is a time and a place for buffoonery. Ouch. Jay, promise me that you would do a better job of limiting, or better yet, eliminating that type of nonsense from a forum where all African Americans should be tuning into and getting their information. You know what, uh, Rev, I promise. My bad. And uh, on that note. Five, four, three, two, one. The first lady dazzles on election night in a. Tell me, what do you want me to do? Alright folks, you know what time it is But before I bring him in Rev, he snuck that in I did not know he was going to say that We couldn't mute him fast enough Okay, it is time for On a Need to Know Basis With the one and only Mr. Jerome Man, Jerome, what do you got for us this morning? Alright, you know I have a I have a light load today You know, I was a little under <laughs> under the weather all week Today is actually the first day I feel okay, so you know, had to had to take it easy. That, but well, you got ten minutes worth of stuff, right? We have ten minutes. You have ten minutes, oh, right? God. Yeah, we can always get something out of it. Too I, much. I, I got no, okay, no, no, no. I got we got oh, cut okay. off last time, so I still have news that I didn't do last oh, time. Okay. So can, 
All right. So cool. Republican congressman um, was a Republican congressman was removed from his House Ethics Committee following reports that he settled uh, a former aide's sexual harassment claim with taxpayer money. So Patrick wow. Mahan of Pennsylvania, he's a leader in the fight against the you know a leader in the fight against harassment in Congress. He was removed from the ethics committee after the report that he settled that that staffer's sexual claim. Wow. Don't you like this? He was wow. running. You know, this reminds me. I worked at this company that this racist guy, you know, had a lot of complaints against him. So they put him to run the diversity stuff for the company. <laughs> that's like that's like somebody having accidents. Is in charge of the uh, of the uh, safety committee. Exactly. <laughs> right, because uh, apparently they think that if they're around a little bit more, they'll be sensitive. Right. <laughs> yeah. So everybody else has to act like they don't know. Mm-hmm. Now, um, Missouri governor said that there was no blackmail and there was no violence. So mm-hmm. Missouri's governor has admitted to his affair, but denied claims that he threatened to slap his mistress. Now, oh, wow. yeah, Governor Eric, uh, I guess is uh, um, Gritton, who's 40, he's 43. He was in his first interview since acknowledging the affair, but denies um, reports that he blackmailed, he was blackmailing her and threatened her with violence. You know what's weird hmm. about that part is that these are all Republicans, and this is the family values, folks. His wife said she's not leaving, by the way. Oh, of course not. That yeah, money oh, is yeah, and she She's like first lady. She ain't rolling. That's like being at the church. <laughs> like, I'm first lady. <laughs> I, got, I got the big hat on now. That ain't really? <laughs> <laughs> now, the U.S. government um, shutdown was at 12.01 on Saturday uh, when politicians could not reach a deal on the government's budget. The Republicans could not cut a deal on the budget, and they weren't really trying to um, reach a deal on the budget. They wanted to continue a resolution to talk about doing a budget that was supposed to be done in September. So, hey. Hmm. So they said um, Trump reportedly spent much of the day watching television coverage on and watching his comments about Obama during the government shutdown, which he said, I don't care who shuts it down, it's the president's fault. He had a right. lot of that to watch. Yeah? Right. They said, they said apparently he was watching that because um, hmm. everybody was showing it. There wasn't nothing he could do. Start bringing out his <laughs> old clip. Right. Now, now, a number of Russian nationals with ties to Vladimir Putin were in attendance at the inauguration last year, and the FBI is reportedly trying to figure out why. I can tell you why. <laughs> really? We yeah. put our boy in office. That's our yeah, guy. Yeah. Put him in there. They had VIP. You don't even have to figure out why. Just figure out where they got their credentials from. <laughs> really? Hey, yeah. I wonder what it's all simple. these Russians are doing here. Really? It's yeah, simple. That, that, yeah. yeah, that doesn't make sense. Mm-mm. See, again, um, Reverend Wright ain't never make it to the White House. But they could have rushes <laughs> up in there and be like, I don't know Putin. Exactly. <laughs> that is. That's nuts, man. Yeah, yeah. Again, just just 
chose two sides of the two sides of the world. Now, that's um, it. Yep. Now, porn star, because that's what they call her. I don't know who she is, so she's not a star to me. But anywho, Stormy Daniels kicked yeah. off her Make America Horny Again tour with a fit tease <laughs> last night or Saturday night in South Carolina. She wanted wow. to celebrate the anniversary of Trump's inauguration. Wow. Now, I don't know anything about this, but it's at the Trophy Club in Greenville, South Carolina. Mm-mm-mm. I'm not She's going to no make a man off of this, man. Steve, please. She's going to make it, a man. Yep. I mean, she didn't get paid that much. I mean, Trump gave her that 30, 130 grand, but that, that didn't keep her off the pole, apparently. No. <laughs> <My bad. laughs> you know, I was watching, they, I was watching it, and they said that you know, man, just, just she said he, she first off was turned off by him, and he chased her around in his tidy whities man. I was uh-huh. like, my good God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See, that all I'm saying is that, again, that's why people turn out to be little pricks like that, because they figure if you get money, you could buy mm-hmm. anybody, and they go buy them. Right. Now, all right. Now, uh, an, another 10 children have died uh, this week, and another 14,401 people got sick, and hospitalizations have climbed from 227 Per 1,000 last week to um, to 37 to, sorry to 31.5. It's the highest rate since 2010. So we have mm. a pretty interesting flu epidemic going. Yeah. So everybody, be matter of fact, here's what here's what I did: drink spring water, something that's alkaline, and uh, get some nettle tea or elderberry tea. You don't need a okay. shot. Um, yeah, I'm now, not doing that flu shot. Mm-mm. Yeah, I, I think you know. I think what they're not saying is that the people who have died had flu shots. Really? So it must. Yeah, I think what's going on is that if you get the flu and you had the flu shot, I think it's more detrimental. Wow. But they're saying the flu shot may be more effective now than ever and won't make you sick. Hmm. So they want people to get more flu shots. Although it's ten percent successful, I mean it has a ten percent. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't understand this, but anywho, that that that's what I did. So I'm just saying it could work for you. Now, um, the U.S. government uh, shutdown will not prevent military service men, uh, members stationed abroad from watching the Super Bowl. Um, and the NFL playoff game. So apparently the NFL, um, instead of the military, what do, what do they watch? The Armed Serv- Forces Network? Armed, Service, Armed Forces Network, yeah. Yes. So apparently the NFL Network is going to come in and allow them to watch the games um, while the government shutdown is going on. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't say that the uh, NFL is our big moral um, compass. Really? Of, uh, of wellness, so that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I just did the story. I'm not saying uh, give them any kind of um, any kind of kudos for that. <laughs> now, uh, let me tell you, um, experts are recommending uh, recommended meals and physical activity that might um, look and feel more like 
Uh, I don't know why they want to have a Trump diet, but they're trying to give you healthy alternatives to the Trump diet because apparently doing his – did you guys see when they did the um, his physical, his annual physical? Yeah. The guy pretty much came out there lying? Yeah, because if he's 239 pounds, man, he, he's lying. Yeah. <laughs> they did it, comparisons of people that were 240 pounds and the same height as he is. No, he's not 239 pounds. He might two about 270, 280. Well, I like that this one um, this one physician said, well, here's the problem, that it doesn't really matter your weight. It remember, It's your body mass index and what's around your stomach, whatever is mm-hmm. around your abdomen. And so in comparison, that dude's obese. Yes. So, they don't want to say he's obese. They don't want to say that. And and another physician, I think it was um, um, Sanjay Gupta, was saying uh-huh. that he looked at his stuff and he said, yes, he has heart um, he has heart disease. Wow. Yeah. So it was it's interesting just to kind of watch, you know, people spin stuff to try to make it something that it's not. But these guys are good at it. I'm not blaming then, the physician for it because he can't tell you the health of the president. It it um under that, they never really do. So yeah. um, I can understand him not doing it, but for the White House to come out and be like, he's the healthiest president in the history of presidents. I'm like, I think we yeah. can see with our <laughs> own eyes that that's not true. <laughs> what, did, did you, what about the cognitive test, man? What they said oh, it's like a test that, that? They give to the old, that you can give to an old lady to see if she's got senile dementia. And yes. they said that you can get the test offline and you get the answers uh-huh. offline. I was like, wow, this I mean this is this this whole deal is just crazy to me. <laughs> Look, did you see that uh, it um it here's here's how that cognitive went cognitive test went. There was three animals that you had to identify. I saw the yes. exact same test. It was like a giraffe, a hippopotamus, and an elephant. Yes. And he passed. Yeah. He did. He's like, yeah, He's I passed great. my test. It's like, what are you six? You had some crayons yeah. with that, like, right? <laughs> yeah, his um, he did pass his cognitive test, or yeah. it, it was a it was a pre dementia um, kind of Alzheimer's test. Yep. Yeah. So it it so it, it wasn't anything that um, required any knowledge. It just identified um, symbols. Right. All right. Yeah, Florida is set to declare porn a public health risk because um, because it causes physical and mental of illness is what they're saying. So a committee <laughs> in Florida's House of Representatives passed a rep- resolution to have porn deemed a risk to mental and um, physical health of its citizens in a landslide victory on Thursday. They actually just passed that. <laughs> oh, God. No, hey, no, 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 no. Can wow. I get Obamacare for that? Look, really? <laughs> look, I, now, I am telling you this. Now that the president frequents hookers, I think that that's kind of be, be our national pastime. <laughs> I can see some All little right. kid now and be like, Mom, I want to watch porn. The president does. <laughs> well, I just want to really? say that. Hey. All right, Jerome, we got time for two more, man. We got time for All two right. more. Well, you know, one I the one I missed last week is, um, you know, we were talking about, you know, I know we had a Cory Booker conversation, so I won't really go right, into that. Right, right. But 
Um, last week, Vice President Biden was being interviewed. So when they talked about new candidates that were coming out to um, to run, Howard Dean said Joe Biden needs to step aside and let some younger people uh, <laughs> go out to come out to run. I love Joe Biden, and here's why I love Joe Biden. When they asked him that question on PBS, Joe Biden says, um, I can take him, meaning I'm young enough to whip your butt. <laughs> Gotta love Joe Biden. Joe Biden for president, buddy. Call me old again. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, he didn't say nothing in response to Joe Biden. Oh, I bet he didn't either. Mm-mm. He was like, uh, uh, yeah, you probably and right, um, let's go to commercial. <laughs> like he probably went out. And <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So it, anyway, when I hear this, it's like we need a president that has a little bit of backbone. And like everybody knows, if if Trump goes up against Biden, Biden don't have no parameters. So right. If he wants mm-hmm. to fight Biden, you don't have to worry about being Rigo. We know no. that Biden can speak to crowds. We know that he's charismatic. We know that Obama will be there. We know that the coalition of Obama will be there, and Joe Biden will whoop your butt. That's, That's for sure. All right. So you know, um, you know, the, the Swiss government has ordered an um, an into the common cutlery practice of throwing lobster into boiling water. So you really. Yeah, you know they said as of as of March first, the practice of um, boiling lo- lobster. And now, if if you don't know, um, when you kill a lobster, any shellfish fish is toxic. But um, if you boil, if you kill a lobster, it will immediately be toxic. So they they have to cook them live. So they have a new law out that says that they will have to be um, stunned. Before putting to death, like so, you're gonna have to actually electrocute them and knock them out. Really? Okay. Yep. And Thank so you. you have to use electric shock or some other uh, mechanic. Oh. It's still kind of strange, but yeah. Oh God! I would. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Troll. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Troll, for that, oh, brother. Uh, All right. Okay. Okay. Wow, you gotta shock the food before you eat it so you can boil it. That there you makes go. sense. That makes sense. All right, Joe, well, give me your <laughs> give, give me your final thoughts, brother. Well, I, I I'll, I'll defer mine since I ran long on the news. Everybody have a good week, and I see you next week. All right, brother. Well, all I'm gonna say is get out and vote. <laughs> you know, that's all I ever say is get out and vote. But hey, Jerome, if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, what time is it for, my friend? Hey, time for the side. Of the Jay Rouse Show. All right, folks. Well, we thank you for listening, and uh, actually tune in next week. Jay had to step out and go to church. God bless. Oh, see you next week.